Whoa, holy cow. We got our final invoice and we finally saw what we spent on this boat. Um, It's kind of interesting. You never really know until the very end when you're already through it, which is what we're going to talk about today. Hello and welcome to Covert Castaway. I'm Holly. Je suis Stéphane. Join us as we share what we learn and how we're making the transition to liveaboard cruising. So we're tying up all our administrative items and we're getting ready for handover for next week. Yeah, in less than a week from now. I know, it's crazy. We'll be on the boat. Yeah, so um, we get our handover on Thursday and it's going to be really exciting. We did get a chance to do a test sale on it, obviously, but it's been an interesting process. Exciting, but I think it's going to be busy. Yes, very. It's very much, we'll go through the inventory, we'll do like quality check. Then after that, we'll have to move all our stuff I from know. the Airbnb. But we cannot really move everything and organize ourselves because we're going to go through the training and then they, we have to open different parts of the boat so they can show us everything. Where stuff is. So if we put stuff everywhere, then it's going to make this more complicated. So... We'll move, we put stuff away as much as possible. So I think it's going to be intense. Yeah, it's going to be intense. So let's paint a quick little picture for everybody about kind of where we're at. So we're sitting in our Airbnb now and it is packed with bags and boxes and cardboard shipping boxes. We've been getting stuff from... Uh, Ikea, we've been getting stuff from Amazon. Um, we have different things kind of all over the place. I'm looking at a, what is that thing over there? <laughs> the Nargile? N- N- Nardi. <laughs> oh, that's that's the French, uh, yeah, Nardi is the brand, but it's, uh, I don't know, so in English, I guess people refer to it as hookah. It's, yeah, it's like a hookah with a mini compressor. We had said before we weren't going to buy a compressor, so we didn't buy a big compressor. We bought a little compressor. So anyway, it it, We can talk about this at the end in the little items that uh, that add up. But um, yeah, and and one way we kind of, being unlucky, we got lucky because our previous Airbnb... I think we talked about that in the last podcast. No, no, but what I'm saying is we got upgraded on one way. So Which we have a bigger space. We have a bigger space yeah. so we can we can spread out our stuff. Yeah, but I think if the Airbnb person came in and like looked right now, she'd be like, what are you oh, doing? Oh, no, they were because they were doing an inspection of the washing, the dishwasher. dishwasher. Yeah. And so she didn't say anything, but... Yeah, she's got to be thinking we're a little crazy. Anyway, so uh, we had a chance to look at the breakdown. Before we go into breakdown, oh, yeah. do you want to uh, give a state of affairs? Because it feels like we've been not like... First, it feels like, oh, we're prepared. And then it's like, since you've arrived, well, we probably were busy before, but it's been nonstop. It's been a little bit of chaos. It's been chaotic. It's been weird. Like, um, we're feeling, I, I don't know, I'm still adjusting to sort of being on French time, I guess. And um, then suddenly things will be stressful, like insurance, which is an entirely different podcast, which we mentioned also last week. Um, but then things will happen quickly. And then suddenly we feel like we're really behind and, and haven't done what we need to do. The major, major twist, I think that 
sucked a lot of our time and, and cycles like is the, the insurance, yeah. the insurance waste. And we won't go into the details. That's but, a whole separate podcast, trust me. But um, we thought we were doing okay. And yeah. suddenly it's like, oh, that's a problem. And then we go somewhere else and then it's like, yeah. oh, it's a problem. And now we're like being stressing out. Yeah, it's it's been a emotional roller coaster as mm. it comes to the insurance. Again, that's a whole other topic. And I think what we realized too, so we've been go, 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 buying everything and thinking about everything. And and we haven't really been disconnecting from. The yeah, we've book. been entirely online. It's been annoying, <laughs> actually. And and just talking and breathing and thinking of both all the time. And mm-hmm. so this morning, yeah, we felt the need like, okay, let's go for a walk and let's let's not take our phones. Let's di- disconnect. Yeah. And I think we need to. And now we're back online again. Yeah, we are. We are. <laughs> but I think it's uh, it's good. Uh, it's a commitment to our listeners. And um, I think it's a good. Uh, warning to also when we move on the boat because there is going to be a lot more things that we feel we have to do mm-hmm. and and in, and if we don't kind of prioritize and if we don't disconnect or take we have time, to pace ourselves yeah, then, yeah. Then, then you kind of like reach like the point where it's overdose so mm-hmm. so anyway we are kind of uh stepping out a little bit i don't know we, we're we're adjusting i guess is the best way to yeah, put it it's a transition yeah this whole thing's a process truthfully Anyway, so um, the topic of this podcast is we had a chance to really look at the um, final invoice and breakdown and where all the money went, basically. And today, what we wanted to cover is um, give high-level costs by percentages and also the final big decisions on options that we made, just a... um, asterisks on all this. We're not going to cover specific costs because it really all depends on when you buy something, where you buy it and who you buy it from. So we thought it was more helpful to just sort of think of things in terms of percentages of overall cost and um, do it that way. But if any listeners have any specific questions, just reach out to us on sailingowen at gmail.com. Yeah, so we'll talk about big buckets. Mm-hmm. And and inside those big buckets, what are the main ticket items? Right. And um, and so we'll bear with us. Yeah. It might be a, a lot of numbers, <laughs> but we'll try to keep it really high level just to give a perspective, yeah, um, mm-hmm. of, of like how everything breaks down. So go for it. Okay. So... The first one. Because you did the spreadsheet because you like spreadsheets. Well, the good thing is (laughs) I have my little database and so I have all the numbers and you can massage everything. And so that makes it easy to kind of look Mm -hmm. at, uh, look at that side of, uh, uh, of how the money was spent. The, of course, so the main big bucket is the boat. (laughs) That would would make sense. And, you know, I mean, all boats come standard with a lot of stuff. Of course, you have like the uh, rigging and you have some basic sails and motors and, and the stuff holes, like The holes, the beds, the kitchen, you yeah. know, you have all of the basic and things. And from there, you can obviously right. do options and upgrades. But so you have a standard price. Um, and so when we take all into the account uh, from our final invoice, um it represents 62%. The base boat. The base boat, yeah. including like uh, carbon bulkheads and all kind of all these things. So so that's about 62%. Uh, 
Yeah. And just as a little sidebar, non-scientific, I went back to look at what we spent on our first boat and it was roughly similar. It was 60 something percent on the base boat and then the rest was on upgrades. So, I mean, it's not scientific, but I think, you know, mm-hmm. for what it's worth. Yeah. I also think the Ochimere came with a lot more stuff on the base boat anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So take that for what it is. Yeah. So the next uh, big bucket is uh, sales and rigging. And so that's about 19% of the overall um, invoice. So I think the interesting piece in this is when you put together uh, the boat bucket with the sales and rigging, that's 81%. So that's, yeah. you realize, granted, granted, for the well, sales. Well, we upgraded the sales. And for the rigging. Yeah. We went towards the performance plus options. So we went with a carbon mast. We went with uh, nice 3DI sales. We definitely favored um like higher performance. The Genoa, the Staysol. And we talked about this in the video that we did on our YouTube channel, if you want to check that out. Uh, It's just the decisions you make in this boat or whether you go with the self-tacking jib or the Genoa. And then if you go with the Genoa, it begs a whole bunch of other questions. So that's why I think the percentage is higher. The boat obviously... Did you say self-tacking jib or Genoa? Yeah, I mean the combination, yeah. Anyway. What? No, no it, the decision is self-tacking jib or the Genoa. Yes. Yeah. And anyway, we talked about that before in another video. But mm-hmm. um, the boat comes with like regular sails, mm-hmm. the base boat. So that's another thing. Like if you don't want to, if you don't care about, you know, if you, if you want to get the self-tacking jib with the base sails, it comes with sails. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that extra 20%, you know, is worth personal choices on our part. Uh, yeah, I based mean, on the sale plan. Yeah, yeah. There, there is. Yes, I mean, I don't. There will be still. I mean, the base. Anyway, people will most likely upgrade to some degree if you buy a boat like or this. Or add sales, right? Yeah, and and it comes with the basic sales for like head sail and main sail, but it doesn't come for downwind sales as standard. So you will have some expenses. Exactly. But um, like I said, on the spectrum, we went towards the plus side of performance. So. Those two combines are roughly 80%. 80%. But the big, big ticket items, obviously, when for in our case, and that's what we're talking about here, is uh, it, within that sales and rigging bucket, it's about 41% for the sales. And then the carbon mast, uh, it's like 33%. So that's the bulk in, of the, the, in this category. the 20 or 19%. Yeah. Yeah. And the sales just quickly included the... Um, the 3DI main, 3DI stay sail, 3DI Genoa. Then we have uh, 3DI code 65, and then we have a big uh, A2 asymmetrical spinnaker. Right. So that's the the sails, and then um, the rigging. There's different things that goes into rigging, especially if you take a stay sail. Then there is some. Uh, some stuff that, that you need to, to get with with that. And mm-hmm. then you need to get uh, an updated, uh, upgraded uh, compression beam. Um, but the bulk, the big ticket item after the sales was definitely the, the carbon mass. But mm-hmm. we feel that um, that was a important and decision to make. But mm-hmm. also when you look at it, we're like, yeah, we're happy. Mm-hmm. You save a lot of weight up high. Up high yeah. And so that's um, something we feel good about. 
Okay, let's talk about electronics. So after that, it's like, oh, just spend the money. It's, it's <laughs> oh, only no, no. 20%. It's like, disregard that. No. Like, no, no need to like overthink <laughs> all these categories after that. <laughs> so um, electronics, we definitely were surprised because, I mean, obviously electronics is expensive. Uh, but I didn't remember like from our first boat that we had... Uh, we didn't have sticker shock. Because, it was like, because oh, Because okay. it came, you, you had to select the option as part of Fontaine Peugeot. So we never, we, we probably saw it, but I don't know. I guess there was no upgrade. It was standard. We stayed with Garmin. We added, there was some things, but I don't remember it yeah, being we, a big... We added uh, like a bigger uh, plot. Uh, chart plotter and there but, was yeah. some bits and pieces but here everything is customized so you choose well the main decision we 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 made um is that we went with the h5000 line uh, for bng so you're kind of upgrading the autopilot uh, the processor everything because we wanted something that is more in line with the sails and the mast and the performance we want out of the boat. So well, the H5002 was also because you made the decision on the the navigate the navigation software, right? No. No? Didn't have anything to do with that? Nothing to do with that. Did it have to do with the um, autopilot? Yeah, that was the main thing. We wanted to make sure the, the autopilot it's, um, it is kind of more, again, you can more customizable. But we want to be able to have the autopilot to kind of surf down waves. And so you can, you know, there's more settings. Make finer adjustments. Yeah. Yeah. So one was more That's like, right. it works well uh, out of the box. You have minimum settings. So it's kind of, you know, buy an autopilot, tweak a couple of things and you're good. The other one will require a little bit of, uh, of tweaking and figure things out once it's well mm -hmm done then you benefit from it but mm -hmm. uh, so there is a little bit more work involved up front but you can evolve with how you want to sail your boat and, and the other thing that is included in that is the backup autopilot yes in that in that category so we didn't mention but uh, the electronics even though it's a big ticket item overall and as a bucket it represents only quote unquote five <laughs> percent of the overall price so yeah, the big thing is the whole, our boat is all BNG, so the whole BNG package is definitely the bulk of it. Um, we included, yes, an autopilot, a backup autopilot, mm -hmm. uh, also BNG. And um, and we all, we kind of debated for a long time, but we splurged on the C.ai. Um, that, that falls into that category, and that's definitely one of the main items. Yeah, that's not BNG, that's... Um yeah, separate company. CAI is the artist formerly known as Oscar. Mm -hmm. um, so they do the thermal, what is it, like a thermal scanner? It's like eyes up the eyes mast. Eyes up the mast. That can see at night and during the day. We need to give it a name because, you know, remember like back in the pirate days, they had like the guy up at the, what do they call it, the rooster no, nest or whatever? Yeah, there is a name for There's that. There's a name for that. Barrel hold. I forgot. Something. Who is looking out for icebergs and stuff. Like that. that's yeah. what this is supposed to do. So uh, it's just another set of eyes up the mast. And then just back to BNG for a second. The other thing that we included in that is the um, Nemesis repeater, which is an extra repeater for the port side, um, which is pretty cool. So you wanted that. 
Because you thought that was very racy looking. Well, it's nice. It's, it's I don't know. It, it's nice to have on the other side of the boat. So our port side is the side with the tiller. Right. So that's a little bit more racy. And then it will have this nine, uh, big nine-inch uh, display uh, with numbers, different colors. Uh, definitely very intuitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, But it's cool because you can see the repeater clearly from the uh, cockpit as well inside the boat. Um which is which is nice as well as from the port side uh, if you're handling the boat from the left hand side. Yeah. So, other items in this category uh, that together add up, but I'll mention just a couple of them. Uh, we have a PepWave um, that's our router, central router for the boat. Um, we probably mentioned we got Starlink before, so our Starlink will be also hooked up to the uh, router. So we have one single router on the boat broadcasting wi-fi just kind of like at home um, and then we'll connect uh, all devices through that so that was one thing um, we you briefly mentioned the navigation software so that requires we add a monitor so we went with an ultra wide uh, monitor so that's also part of this category um, any uh, I think that's it. Anything in electronics. That Those are the major thing. Um, we have a little weather station, and that'll be cool uh, monitoring yeah. stuff. But. Yeah. So then the next category was Ease. power, right? Yeah, electricity. Uh, so 4% of the overall price. Huh, who cares? <laughs> Just, just don't, don't overthink, don't overthink the, the details in each of those categories because yeah. it doesn't matter. It's only it. 20% of all. <laughs> so, um, so in the electricity bucket, um, solar, so it's, um, it's about 35% in that category. So that's definitely uh, uh, an upgrade, which is really, really required. I mean, you want to maximize your solar. So it comes with solar on the base boat. Right, so that was for the um, you, the panels on the back. No, this is um, on the B mini. Uh, yeah. So that's that's an option, and then uh, and the solar panels um, on the Davids is always as well also an option. Oh, that's an option on the boat. Mm. Yeah, I thought it came we, with it. Okay, no, which All we right. selected. I mean, it, it's a no-brainer. You have to maximize yeah, the solar, your solar. Obviously, yeah. so and then we. Didn't go with a generator, but we did go with a Watt and C. You want yeah. to talk about that for a minute? No generator because we really wanted to minimize weight, although we're buying a lot of stuff. <laughs> but we also. Your weight argument doesn't work with me anymore, buddy. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, we, 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 we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the other thing is we want to minimize like another device and maintenance and stuff. But uh, if you if you don't get the generator and you sail at night or you know then you're going to potentially have to run your engine. And we felt, given that we are living for a long time, uh, it was good to add a hydro generator. And the Watt and C we got um, is the second. Level, I think it's for it's the racing version. So, and the reason for that is 
Because uh, this isn't a racing boat, it's a cruising boat. Because we, we're wannabe racers. Yeah. No. So the reason for that, uh, so there is a, I don't know the name of the first level. Um, the first level, you have different blades. I mean, it's it's never straightforward. Um, but the, the first level, based on the speed of the boat, you have to adjust with which blade you put on. With those boats, the automares, I mean, they accelerate pretty quickly. quickly yeah. So you could find yourself with the right blade and suddenly you're sailing at like twice the speed. And now, you know, you have to change the blade or you risk to pro- potentially break. Um, the blades, which is a major, way. yeah. So I think they improved uh, the quality of those bra- blades. So maybe it's less of an issue. Uh, they don't have the same power, uh, not um, range, but uh, curve between this, the entry level and the racing. But in the racing, you have an aluminum version, a carbon version. We went with aluminum. Um, the nice thing of it, it comes with a hydraulic system. So it will adjust the pitch of the blades based on the speed. So you have one blade, uh, one propeller, I think mm-hmm. more than yeah, I'm using blade, but one prop. Mm-hmm. And based on the boat speed, uh, it will adjust with the hydraulic system the pitch of the blades. Mm-hmm. So that's the major difference. So, so it self-adjusts. Yeah. You don't have to worry about yeah. it manually. It yeah. gets less power at lower speed compared to the other one, blah, blah, blah. It's not like equal otherwise. But we felt for, you know, it was the, it's more complex system. So potentially no more issues, you know, mm-hmm. from that. But we felt it was like you drop in the water and you don't have to think about it. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And then that also includes a, um, this category also includes a battery upgrade. You want to talk about that? Yeah, we, we decided to, uh, to maximize again the battery, uh, the lithium batteries. Um, so um, we have two uh, big lithium batteries. Um, Lil 52 is a 12-volt boat. Each battery is 6,000 watt. 460 amp hour not per battery and so that's um, that's what we'll have on board which again is kind of a no-brainer you want to maximize solar want to maximize your lithium batteries and then uh, hopefully most of the time that takes care of your energy consumption but in in at night or in your case at night we'll have the hydro generator in cloudy days at anchor the solar panels will provide some energy, but uh, it might require once in a while that we, um, if we don't move, have to run the engines. If we move um, mm-hmm. regularly from anchorage to anchorage, just motoring for an hour, and we'll replenish the battery pretty quickly mm-hmm. with uh, AC battery, with lithium batteries. So those were the big ticket items. Um, the uh, solar, the one and sea hydro generator, and the battery upgrade. And, uh, mm-hmm. After that, we've added a couple things. Uh, we have um, only one um, combi, so that's the um, uh, what's the word in English? We uh, inverter. Inverter. Thank you. Uh, so that's the master volt. So we, based on our energy consumption, we think one is good enough. Um, so that's a three thousand watts. And yeah, and just to put an asterisk on that, you know, we went through a whole cal- calculation exercise and, you know, it really, it really comes down to honestly how you cook. Um, if you have a bunch of stuff on at the same time, yeah, um, it's going to, you know, be 
different versus, you know, how we cook and just we cook more simply because I'm lazy and <laughs> we don't run a bunch of stuff. And so um, that's why we think that'll be okay. That may be completely different for someone else who's more of a foodie. And Yeah, we don't cook the European way, I guess. Where we you have, have the like, oven on, you have all everything on, yeah. you know. Um, you're running the microwave, you know, this kind of thing where you kind we of like kitchen keep it simple. Big pot. Yeah, one pot. We're done. Eat some part of it, freeze the other part, <laughs> cycle every day like this. Yeah. And the number of people on board. You That's know? right. So if we're mostly two people, now, of course, if you have kids and if you have other guests very often. Yeah, then we'll have to watch it. But otherwise, yeah. I think our day-to-day, -day, I think that's that's fine. Yeah. Um, also, just the next kind of category, I guess, is the um, air conditioning. Which comfort we, category. Comfort, yeah. Which... Represent three percent. Who? Yeah. <laughs> so we pay a three percent um, menopause tax for the AC unit <laughs> to get the AC, but the AC units we we did exercise some self control and that's the big ticket item in this category because mm -hmm. the AC unit. So we have two in the salon and one in in our cabin. Mm -hmm. That's it. But those three together represent 61% of that category. Of the 3%. Yeah. yeah. So so definitely that was a... Yep. So you got the North Sales. I got the AC units. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mine were still cheaper. Um, but the, the good thing is, too, is we think we can run that efficiently off of the... Uh, without having a generator um, when we need to. And we're hopeful because Cat Great Circle just posted a post today um, saying that they don't use the AC units and they're halfway around the world oh, already. So They've rarely used it. Yeah. And they said the Utomeri was well ventilated. Yeah. So, so we'll see. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like most of the time you don't use it. It's more for the times you where really you really, need really need it. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. uh, it's an option to have it on board. Uh, obviously, if we go to a marina, we can plug to shore. Right. So we can benefit. If we are in the, between the two seasons. If where you're ever in a marina, you need it. Like, period. In the, yeah. If it's summertime. I mean. And if you are in between two seasons where it gets cold, we don't have a heater. So then you can. It does the back blowing or what do they call it? Uh, the back heating. Yeah, it's like you can act as a heater to a certain point. Um, so, so anyway, we have it. Um, and um, so that was definitely a big ticket item for that category. The rest, we have an induction. We went with the washing machine. We talked about this before. A small one. What is it? Three liters? And three kilos. Three kilos. Yeah. Three liters. <laughs> and uh, the rest are kind of uh, minor stuff. So the yeah, next category is uh, what we call the prep and mooring. Um, so that category represents 2% of the overall price. No major ticket items in there. We see it all adds up. Uh, we have um, a kit for spare parts um, that Utomer puts together. So, uh, well, our anchor. The anchor, we definitely... We upgraded. Uh, yeah. And, but... We, I think um, all the modern anchors are pretty good, but I think over time, what we realized is nobody said ever something negative about the ultra marine anchor mm -hmm. in quite the opposite. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and we were going 
to go as long as the anchor is not on the bow and, and because it's an anchor that only comes with stainless steel so it's very beautiful and we're like well if it's under the what we call the dolphin well net, for look purposes yeah yeah we were it like well matter. that doesn't make any sense but but we ended up getting the ultra so because we we had couple experiences with the delta anchor which is a decent anchor but we were like oh it should really have grabbed yeah in the mud and this is more a how well do you want to sleep at night mm-hmm. decision you know like with the anchor and we got a little bit bigger right well with ultramarine there was not the equivalent so if you you kind of round things up you go to 35 kilos and I is 35 more. the same size as the 55 has uh, well, people, you know, there is this... Or the 55 people up, upsize too. Yeah, yeah. So people do different things. Yeah. Uh, people tend to upsize a little bit. It makes sense to a certain point. In this case, we rounded just up because the ultramarine doesn't didn't have the equivalent. So, but I think, yeah, um, from all anecdotal comments from people we know in Facebook groups and others... I know we feel like and the different people love their their anchor, so you know that's just what we chose. Um, and then another part of that was the anti fouling. On our last boat, we got the copper mm-hmm. um, copper coat. Yeah, copper coat. Um, we didn't do that this time, but didn't you say that the holes seem to be not as deep, and they don't have keels, right? Yeah, and so they're easy for you to clean. <laughs> yes, but they're longer. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, for sure. No, I think, well, regardless of that, I think we would have gone with copper coat again. Um, it's, it's, um, it definitely was costly as an option. It's really expensive. It, it requires yeah. in, in the fabrication process that, you know, um, for Tomer it's, to... It's high, it's high maintenance in the beginning to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So it would have been nice to get it done. Um, I think it's you pay up front more. It's a good investment long term if the application has been done properly. In this case, uh, we felt, yeah, given the, the cost, uh, we will go with yeah. the uh, standard. So with the money we saved, we bought you a hookah, a Nardi compressor hookah. Um, yeah, we'll talk about this <laughs> at, at the end. But um, yeah, for, but just for cleaning, cleaning the mm-hmm. boat, it is true that the Fountain Peugeot is... Underwater, I'm talking about is is wider and deeper, right? And then you have the keel. So it was forty. It says forty seven, but it's really forty six feet. The boat. This one is fifty two. But I have a feeling this one is going to be much easier to clean mm-hmm. because it's not. It's shallower. We don't have the keel, so yeah. you don't have to go as deep uh, to clean, and and it's more narrow and shallow. So. Pretty much, you can. And your arms are pretty long. Yeah. So, so you'll have no trouble at all. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there are two holes, yeah. And there are two people on board. And uh, so uh, we can definitely share. I'll take the bilges. Yeah. You clean the holes. Okay. It's recorded. <laughs> um, so I think it, it'll make the job obviously a little easier, I think, but mm-hmm. we'll have to see over time. But of course, we don't want creatures to, to be stick to, right. the, to the hole. Uh, the other thing that uh, saved us money, see, we were good, is we wanted to buy another AOC tender, mm. but we went with instead a cheap inflatable. And why did we do that? So you put this in mooring? You put the... Yes. Oh, okay. I was just wondering where we were in the categories. Yeah. So, so the reason for that 
is um, the couple reasons, but the the shipping costs have gone to the roof. OC tender, yeah. It was already expensive to ship, obviously, a dinghy from New Zealand all the way to France. It's ridiculous. But we had justified it to ourselves as it was a good long-term investment. Uh, those OC tenders, like, you can keep them for years. You could do a little kind of, like, uh, uh, gel coat, refinish, maybe fiberglass job if there is, you know, and it's like a brand-new dinghy. So your investment, uh, the money you spend in it is a good investment. The inflatables don't have the same uh, lifespan. And, um, and but, zing. Yeah. But when we yeah. looked at the new shipping costs, you know, like three years later. Oh, like, my God. It's through the roof yeah. because of supply chain and cargo and containers and everything else. Yeah. So instead, we took a different tack. We said, well, if that's the case, we're going to buy an inflatable. We're going to buy the cheapest, lightest so really focused on weight saving. And so we bought a 3D tender ultralight. Um, so by the And that time, was the same um, tender as Vulin Bella had, right? I think they had a different um, different brand. But um, it was similar, right? Yeah. It, I mean, it's got like this little step-in step that I like. The My two gripes with the OC tender, and this is nitpicking, is um, it's it's deep. So I'm 5'2", so stepping down in it, I definitely noticed um, just stress on my knees over time. So the 3D tender has a little bit of a way to get in for me. Um, mm-hmm. That doesn't bother you at all, and, and that's not something... It, it, they're definitely, like, uh, deep. And yeah. Wide, yeah. So anyway, we have, once we get to New Zealand... Um, yeah, I, I guess to. we'll pick one up Maybe. at the factory. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> we'll uh, need a new one by then. If the inflatable is still alive by then, <laughs> and uh, it'll probably be in, in shape where it's, we need a new one. And, and then yeah, we, that was our logic. It's like, okay, we'll save on the, on the shipping cost. We'll be, uh, uh, and then we'll pick one up straight, uh, straight from the uh, factory. Um, those are kind of the main things. And uh, what outboard did we get with that? Uh, we got a 10 horsepower. Mm-hmm. So we also saved a little bit of money and weight in there. And Because um, did you feel like, we had 15 last time, yes. right? Did you feel like we really needed 15? Well, for the Ocean Lander, no. Because it's like a flat bottom, you go on a plane very quickly. And they had recommended to us to go, you know, <laughs> do, do not take uh, like 15. But 15 was the limit. We went to the limit. The Weight difference was not that much, but looking back, we was could, it? yeah, yeah. A, a 10. So the 10 may be reaching the limit for an inflatable, um, different bottom, but uh, I think it'll be fine. And then when we swap uh, in years from now <laughs> to a hot shell, uh, <laughs> if, we need, if we need to engine, pull a water skier or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, then that would be a uh, different. Well, we'll, hopefully by that time we can get an electric engine and they can actually be yeah, maybe, affordable. Yeah, maybe by then, yeah. So anyway, so those are the main ticket items in this category for mooring. We have, a, obviously, a secondary anchor. We went with a spade. Uh, we'll document in later mm-hmm. more details why we chose this. Um, and, um, yeah, those were the main things. We added a chain counter, um, mm-hmm. and that was important to us. Um, so, And then we uh, yeah, went with a black trampoline instead of the standard white. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, continue with uh, with our categories. The next one is everything related to the interior layout. So uh, that represents two percent of the overall price. Whew. 
And <laughs> yeah, but the, um, the, the adjustment we made there is we opted to get what they called my free space option, which, um, the standard option is a cabin and my free space is a combined single cabin with a fold down bed. Um, it looks like a, either an office or a work, uh, area so you can fix things or, um, you know, in, in a kind of contained space and additional storage. So, um, we liked having additional internal storage. The, uh, lockers, um, the bow lockers are huge mm. already. They're watertight lockers. So they're watertight bows basically. So you enter them from the top, the deck, the deck. Um, so having interior additional storage we thought was helpful for whatever camera equipment, you tools know, tools, and, mm -hmm. electronic tools, uh, yeah, stuff tools to keep and, inside yeah. the boat. Um, but the, the, the bow lockers are humongous. Mm. So we'll be able to store a ton of stuff in there too. So I, I have a feeling we're going to have plenty of storage. Yeah. So there was boat. that, there was different lines you could select and, you went with like the, the interior interior co color combinations yeah. and it's like any other sort of base boat they give you kind of comfort or you know sport or you know cruising or whatever so you pick that um in addition yeah and we also selected the uh convertible salon table oh uh, yeah both That's for right. the uh, salon and for the cockpit because we thought it will be useful. So basically what we mean by this is the table can be, the height can be adjusted and you can make it like a regular dining table to a coffee table. To, to a bed. To a bed. And then you get extra mattresses. And so we'll probably be using this because uh, when we're on watch, the two of us, then it's a perfect someone area. Someone can sleep nearby. Yeah, you can be, yeah. someone can be at a nav station and then someone can be sleeping right there. And, so, mm -hmm. and then the same for the cockpit. If it's hot, or mm -hmm. something and you want the breeze, then you can also make a bed. In yeah. That. And we opted for the my free space because we feel like we'll use that with just us on the boat mm. more than we would just an empty cabin. Cause on our other boat we had, um, the three cabin option, but the other two cabins were never used. Yeah. So we felt like, you know, converting the one cabin to my free space, we would use that more. But um, when we do have people, we didn't want to trade off and not have any place to put them. Um, so I think it's the yeah tables are a really good option. And that's definitely one difference we made, you know, when we equipped our first boat. We're like, oh, for guests, for this, for that. Kind of you're thinking like your house. Everybody in the world's going to come visit you, room. yeah. And then you realize, well... 90 plus percent of the time it's just you too yeah so when we made decision this time around we're like well let's think about us first mm -hmm. <laughs> it sounds weird yeah. to say that i know <laughs> maybe our kids will want to come visit us and enjoy sailing but you know there's just some people who don't like it and don't, yeah you know and and we'll probably have more guests now that yeah. we are coming to the Caribbean oh, for sure, yeah. And then stuff like this, but then we'll go away. And then, right, you know, and it'll be like for a week at a time. Yeah. So anyway, there's a lot of options we mm -hmm. selected based on thinking, you know, 90 plus percent of the time, that's mm -hmm. how we will be using it. So. Okay, uh, next category is water maker. Yeah, I mean, the water in general, uh, but the big ticket item 
in that uh, category is the water maker. So that category, we're now in the 1% bucket. <laughs> uh, like, looking back at this, we'll be like, we, we should not be like overthinking decision uh, if there was like... Yeah, I mean, I but any one of these up. categories isn't exactly cheap. But anyway, so what <laughs> what would we end up getting for the water maker? I forget by now. Oh, the, the standard um, water maker. It's 100 liters per hour. It's a desalator. Uh-huh. Uh, it's 12 volt. And um, so that was the, the main ticket item in that. Uh, that represents two-thirds of the price um, uh, of, of that category. After right. that, we got also... Um, uh, well, all the toilets with the option, uh, fresh and seawater, uh, we'll be using fresh. Mm-hmm. And then there's just like a shower on the back, um, or hose or whatever. Um, and then we got the seagull water filter, which we had on our last boat. So it's just another filter between your tanks and yeah, it's a carbon filter, basically your yeah. tanks and your faucet. And then uh, we also got something called the pressurized sea fresh water, so to help rinse the boat. Um, So we'll see how well the pressure works, and depending on that... It better work really good, because I have high expectations (laughs) for pressure washing. Um, That's like my favorite thing to do on the boat, so we'll see. If it doesn't, if it's not pressured (laughs) enough, then we'll... To buy a pressure washer. Yeah, we'll buy a cheap pressure washer Mm -hmm. for you. Um, The next category, upholstery. Again, represent one percent. Yeah, the big ticket not... item of this is is the cockpit tent, the canopy for the bow, the Additional. external blinds and textiline. Yeah. Uh, so that's on the windows on the outside uh, to kind of protect from from the direct sun, and then some cushions and stuff like this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next category, uh, that's the deck layout. Um, so again, one percent. Um, so we talked earlier about the uh, tiller on, pro- on the port side. Um, so we wanted to have the double seat. I think the conclusion so far has been, even if you don't take the tiller, to have the option to sit on this big, comfortable double seat, to have one on each side. Right, it's so nice. just to back up. So uh, Ushmer is known for their these single, they look like gamer seats, kind of. Um, or like race car driving, race, I don't know, like sitting bucket. Like, you know, yeah, it's like a bucket seat, kind yeah. of. Um, so on the 52, they've changed that. 55 first, yeah. Yeah, 55 first and the 52, where it's a double seat. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It's nice because you can you can kind of lounge on it, or you can you know have a couple people sitting together on it. Yeah. yeah. So I think at, at anchor, yeah, you'll use them more than probably that single bucket seat. Well, and, even uh, sailing during yeah, the day. Yeah, no, I'm saying yeah. compared to the other one, and and you know, so so it's nice. You can be two people. So having one on each side, you can pick the mm-hmm. shady side, the sunny side, and you know whatever the mm-hmm. side that. Because I think it came standard with one or something. Yeah, it comes standard with one. So we added one on the port side. We added the tiller um, because Mm -hmm. at times it might be fun to steer the boat with the tiller. And and that's kind of like the main ticket items and a couple other things in there uh, that we we selected. But um, next is motorization. So and these are getting into like not not they're not even percentages they're yeah. just extra things so maybe you can just roll well, through the just, list. Yeah, I'll just mention this the the main thing in that category uh, because the engines obviously come standard with the boat but uh, the main thing in that category is the the prop so we upgraded to uh, folding props um, same as what we had before. We also added a fuel filter 
call it pure affiner. Um, so that's kind of what's in that category. Do we, and we added the uh, line cutters. Yes, but we there is no final solution for now. So uh, we'll start without line cutters and then we come back for a novage. Uh, hopefully um, uh, there'll be a, a solution. Novage yeah. means the um, fix everything we broke period of the Not we broke. <laughs> uh, fix everything that... We identify during yeah. our shakedown period mm -hmm. and report it in the ticketing system for Automare, and then we come back. If we break something, yeah, we'll have to fix it. But the idea is the concept from Automare, which I think is a very good concept. Yeah, you, They deliver you the boat. They want you to go sailing, live on the boat, test it in different configurations, identify all the little problems, record them, and then you come back for a mandatory two weeks so uh, as part of your contract, you yeah. have to come back, bring the boat back, and they fix everything, which is amazing because no boat l leaves the the factory perfect. No boat. Mm. Um, and so it's a great process they have, and they have a ticketing system and everything, so that's really nice. Um, so that's what the Navage is. Yeah. The next category is safety. Ooh, it's 0% of the overall cost. How is that possible? <laughs> we usually put everything in safety. Yeah, so we have a mental well, safety Well, we need to bracket. put the CAI in safety. No, 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 it's electronics. <laughs> but we have a tag, safety tag okay. on, on items. But in this one, the only uh, uh, thing that represents the safety is the, the life raft, uh, which is also kind of a What about a the medical kit? No, we, we bought this that. afterwards. Okay. So, and then there are a couple of things about registration. That's part of the admin category. It's minor. So those were basically the major buckets. And so what's outstanding? Um, then we, uh, obviously, you keep adding and buying stuff. So we'll talk about post-invoice. Um, well, one, one thing I want to mention, because when we got the boat out of the factory with FP, we went through a commissioning process with some major kind of uh, projects and costs. The good thing with Utomer is like the boat comes because it's semi-custom. So now we have everything we want the way we want it. Yeah. And, so, um, so just to, I just want to double click on that. So um, with FP, and I think this is true for most production boats, they do a commissioning process themselves. So it comes out of the factory, they do a little process with typically the broker or the broker's agent, and then you do your own changes to it to customize the boat. So that's what you're talking about. And, and yeah, and the reason for that is, you know, maybe like in the case of AFP at the time we bought it, they have only one option for solar panels, which mm -hmm. was ridiculous. It was 400 watts or something, mm -hmm. small panels. So very few people select that. So that means, okay, but they don't offer any other options. So that have to be done when the boat leaves the factory. Then you go for like, okay, I want 2,000 watts. Mm -hmm. So then you have to do those type and of projects. And we wanted to add a battery. and So they have yeah. very, very limited, well, they have uh, options, but mm -hmm. you you cannot sway from any of these options. With the Tomer, you can, you can, you know, do things a little bit more. It's, it's semi-custom versus a production. Yeah, boat. and so the point is, is that when the boat comes out of the factory and is delivered to you, it's ready to sail Yeah, for, for your specs. Yeah, that was one question I'd asked to, um, uh, to a, a new Tomer owner. We had bought it 51, three years prior. And, uh, and I said, oh, in the past three years, what projects have you done to your boat? He's like, uh, no, I, we added like uh, when they were in like in Turkey or Montenegro, they did like some 
cover for the for their dinghy or something. Yeah, some some stuff <laughs> like. You know, but there was like. Everything. Meanwhile, we spent like the yeah. whole first season doing extra projects to get the boat saleable for two people. Yeah. Like because we had to make it completely operational for two people because it wasn't a, it wasn't a charter boat. It was mm. a two person sailing yeah. boat. Yeah. So. Anyway, there is always cost after that. So mm. we'll highlight some of the, the things that we... Uh, the big ticket items, because there are many small things. But insurance is going to be a big one. Um, insurance always go up in prices. Uh, what we learn is the med is the cheapest. Quote. Quote. <laughs> and then you go to the Caribbean and you double. And then you go in the Indian Ocean and it's like even more. So... So anyway, um, definitely insurance uh, is something to look into early on if you want, if you are very cost conscious or want to know exactly how much you're going to have to spend in the end. So it's not a big surprise. Um, toolbox, um, because we had to redo our own toolbox. Um, so in the end, uh, between uh, everything, that's about 3,000 euros um, with all the drills and, and angle grinder and oars and I mean everything uh, there is a big uh, electrical uh, uh, power tools but uh, there is also everything else and some products and stuff like this so that was uh, that's another big one when you add it all up medical kit and that was about 1500 euros so that includes all the um, the medical kits that you might need but and medicine but also the medicine, mm -hmm. yeah. So and and the price uh, was pretty reasonable. We saw we're looking at another one, which was twice as much. And when we compared things, and they were pretty much not much different. So yeah, and the difference here is we're in a different country. Like if we were sailing out of the U.S., we could probably assemble one ourselves with you know our doctor or whatever. Um, but here we're in a different country. We don't have doctors. You know, it's like that kind of thing. I mean, it's also where do you want to spend your time because there's yeah. a, a lot of items in the medical kit. And uh, so we are not uh, either like medical yeah, professionals yeah. or uh, if you And have it has instructions and stuff. So if something happens, it kind of tells you it's exactly what It's all well organized yeah. and, and it follows the standard. Right. Um, so it's not like made by just one company. Sport. Sporting goods. Um, so we bought last time we bought two folding bikes. This time we bought just one, um, but it's a nice one, light, small, uh, so uh, and standard paddleboard. So when you add up all the different items, including those two that are the major ones, uh, it's about two thousand euros. Did you include your kite? No. Okay, so that's separate. That's it. Fell off the list somewhere. It, yeah. Okay. It flew away from the <laughs> list. <laughs> uh, houseware, like IKEA stuff. So it's amazing when you add up all the things. Yeah. Well, it's not just housewares. It's not just IKEA. Sorry. It, it's it's the IKEA, the Amazon, the pickup at um, the Hyper U or Carrefour. Things you buy, you know, from sheets and bedding and pillows and mattress pads and spoons and forks spoons and, and forks and, and glasses and, and <laughs> you know like wooden spoons and can opener and comforters and 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 then for Instapot, the other cabinet yeah coffee machine like it's it's all that stuff yeah. basically yeah um yeah we mentioned a couple of times so the the hookah we were not planning to buy one but we were planning to have a hookah but we're thinking we will buy um one um dive tank 
and we will use that with a hookah, with a long tube to clean the boat or intervene on the prop or if something happens with the anchor that you need to go down below. So we, we felt we needed something and we were moving in that direction. But when you account the um, dive tank plus the hookah and everything, it's not the same price, but then you have to take your dive tank to go yeah, somewhere, refill it, and, and it's, um, it, there is the inconvenience. So we found a, a small hookah that is a 12 volt, that is like 12 kilos. And basically, yeah, it's, like, it's very p- petite. Yeah, that, that's uh, no maintenance and um, it's no oil. And um, so you're just, uh, just electrical. And we are going to, uh, um, yeah, we decided to go this route. And we thought that was a good uh, investment. Uh, another one that was uh, a big ticket item was the uh, Starlink antenna. Because we went with the maritime option, and that was twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> for the uh, for that antenna. Better work. Yeah. Uh, another one. It's a decision also we made to go with a navigation slash rounding software as a primary um, um, tool, and so between a standalone computer, a mini computer that will sit inside the knife station, the software Octopus plus the map. Uh, all this together is about you know two thousand uh, with the different maps and uh, charts and I should say binoculars. We went with some nice binoculars. That Jeez, was. Jeez, why how how did we spend so much money on a pair of binoculars? <laughs> because it's nice one. Oh my goodness! And so uh, that that was another like twelve hundred. So. I need to figure out some a good retaliatory spending strategy for those binoculars. What can I buy? Hey, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm definitely buying the nice coffee machine. <laughs> you were going to do that anyway, <laughs> but now I have an excuse. Well, what about the podcast equipment? Like, oh, it's cheap compared to that. No, it cannot be cheap. Anyway, I, I think it sounds better. I look at that, uh, but so anyway, just thinking of out of uh, just like this or big ticket items with insurance just for the med for now, and then you count all these major items we buy afterwards that's uh, that's close to 30,000 euros yeah but that includes insurance yeah, yeah it's one, yeah. yeah the insurance is like we said is about 10 for the med mm. but it adds up all these little things so just remember yeah. uh, there is uh, you know what comes with the boat and then there is a bunch everything of stuff. else and that's why we wanted to share it because um, you know a lot of people ask for you know costs for this and spreadsheets and stuff and this is real time so this is what we just spent on this boat and our spending getting it kind of put together we showed up in France with um, some bags we had we had our dive uh, BCD dive stuff and our watches um, and our fowlies and our, some clothes and, you know, some other things like per, like personal items, but everything else we pretty much are including in this, in this list in terms of what we're buying out of pocket now here while we're moving on the boat. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I hope this was helpful for you guys. Um, it was definitely interesting to get the final invoice and be like, okay, that's what that was. Mm-hmm. And, um, And, you know, now we're starting to get excited and move on to the boat. So, uh, as always, if you have any comments or questions, send them over to sailingowen at gmail.com. If you like this podcast, um, please feel free to share or to rate it. And fair winds for now. Bon vent.